Welcome to the Vein Magazine podcast with Dr. Steve Elias. Real discussions on venous disease and treatment. Episode number three, Too Many Meetings. Dr. Steve Elias joins Dr. Bill Marston and Dr. Mark Meissner at the Expert Venus Management Meeting in New Jersey to talk about the state of venous education meetings. Are these meetings the best format for CME? Can online education be viable? And where are the West Coast meetings? Stay tuned for more, plus hard opinions on Bon Jovi. I thought this uh, this segment, uh, we'll see where we go with it, but I thought this segment we can speak about, uh, the, one of the questions is, are there too many meetings? Are there too many vein meetings? Are there too many wound meetings? Are we saturating the market, not just for... Uh, us as uh, mostly faculty, but for attendees and for industry. And, you know, first of all, so are there, are there too many meetings? Bill? I, I think the question really is, are, is there too much education available to people that need it? And so I think that there's not a lot of the same people that go to all these meetings. So people that go to, say, the AVF aren't going to Venus Symposium or Jose's meeting. Um, so I think probably in the Venus world, we have a lack of meetings. A lack of meetings. Yeah, there's not enough. There's, as Dan Monahan says, there's nothing regionally out on the West Coast except for the West Coast, which is sort of getting going. But So I think we may have too many meetings doing that the same people go to, but not enough that availability regionally. You know, Mark, you're shaking your head about no, the West that's, Coast Because that's thing. exactly what I was going to say. I, I think there are too many meetings localized on the in the same region of the country um, that in some ways do compete for uh, – it may not draw the same people, but it's competing for the same um, audience. I think particularly the IVC and the New York Venus Symposium, and, the, and there needs to be more – particularly on the West Coast. And medicine in general is very East Coast-centric, but, you know, the population growth is on the West Coast, and and there really are no, other than when the ACP or the AVF go to the West Coast every other year, there's no main meetings on the West Coast to speak of. Do do you think a, for instance, a New York Venus Symposium could also be held at another time on the West Coast and call it the L.A. Venus Symposium or the wherever the heck it's going to be held, the same type of thing? You don't think there's oversaturation for industry support? Well, I think I think no. you might have to – I mean, the problem is equally that the meetings on the East Coast, I think, are parasitizing each other. Um, you know, and just think if you got rid of one East Coast meeting and then you would have – one you may have another East Coast meeting that's twice as big, but shift it to the West Coast. And I think what you need are regional meetings that are not supported by the national part of the companies. They're supported by regional budgets. So, for instance, you know, if, if there's not been a meeting in, you know, the Pacific Northwest that focuses on venous disease, those regional People are happy to support something that's yeah. going to bring their the people that they can market to, and they don't all have to travel to New York or to Miami to 
to do it because you're not going to get most of those people to travel those distances. No, that, they don't. And that's been the problem with the, uh, in the opposite direction with the meetings that are held on the West Coast by the various societies, like you guys said. And the, the, difficulty, and ACP. the difficulty for like taking the New York and going out there is it takes a while to build it. And those first few meetings, you may not be successful if your goal is to have a 500-person meeting. Yeah. If you your goal is to have... 100 people and you do it that way then it's more achievable but it's better also than if it's done by local like the experts at uw do that meeting and other people from that region because they then have an interest in getting referrals from right. those other people there so that's what we've done in the wound side where there's saturation with sort of big you know meetings trying to have big boosts for industry but there's the smaller regional ones there's a real need for and that's been really successful for us we have one every other year that we do like that so you do it every other year in the carolinas and yeah you do that in the carolinas but yeah. what about the west coast how do you deal with the west coast main stuff? well there's there's one meeting that moves around to a couple of different locations modern wound care meeting and it uh, goes it's in seattle sometimes it's been in new orleans it's been in portland and it's the same agenda essentially you yeah. they tweak it but the similar faculty and so you can plug it in wherever you want to go but the the idea there is to be successful on 75, 100, you know, size yeah, of a yeah. meeting like this. All right. So that's – so, so Mark, if – I mean, first of all, there's a, there are a lot of people west of the Mississippi that are treating vein disease and certainly a lot of people on the West Coast and a lot of significantly well-known, you know, like you and, and others, people that could run meetings. Say, why, why do you think it has – what's the problem there? Why is it that the West Coast is not – Really been a hotbed. You know, as, as as you know, Steve. I think the, it takes a, you know somebody who has the the both the time and the commitment to it to organize the meeting because putting out a meeting is a a big project, and I think it's sort of lacking that. But it also, I, I think, um, you know, lacks some of the industry impetus as well on the West Coast. Uh, hold meetings on the west coast yeah because I, I we've had this discussion with the industry and they're from an industry viewpoint they would rather we consolidate meetings than have more meetings yes it's just it's very expensive to them it's not just the commitment of oh i'll give you a Ten thousand or fifteen or twenty thousand for a meeting it's then they have to ship their equipment their people and and all that other stuff in a big and hotel rooms, so maybe what you're saying, Bill, is is it not a bad idea? In other words, the regional people have their budget, and it's a mm -hmm. lower cost and a lower expectation. And it's different reps that go yeah, to that spend sort that, of a meeting and go to a bigger national meeting. Yeah, because the the, the national the ones that support the national they would rather like there be a combined AVF ACP meeting, for instance. Or, but see, here's another big problem which is and we've just talked about you know all these sort of trans you know trained physicians that come into the vein world where are they getting their education i don't think they're going to any of these meetings so how do we create a mandate that if you create these kind of regional meetings that they would 
actually go. Because a lot of the messages that we're talking about need to get to people at the, these vein centers. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, that, right, that's the problem. But, I mean, and those people at vein centers don't necessarily need significant amount of CMEs, you know, or they, or maybe well, if they're an accredited vein center, you do. Yes. No, Bill is talking about companies that are running vein centers. Yeah, he's yeah. talking about, you know, the for-profit people. I mean, the, the, the thing is that they have to, if they could say you need to get CMEs in the vein world, in the vein space, then maybe it can drive people, but people mm-hmm. can get CMEs in their subspecialty. And we, we get a lot of those folks from the wound world to our meeting because it's close. They'll drive, yeah. you know, if it's close by for a two-day meeting, get some CME, and at least it, you're getting them somewhere. But I think we don't see that kind of physician, I, I think, at many of the meetings at all. So No. No, we don't. You're absolutely right. There's not that, not that many people that, that go to those kind of, work for those kind of organizations that come to the, the meetings for education. They're getting it. I don't know where they Through the it. corporations, I probably have some web-based online. something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, online. yeah. right. Yeah. By a training, some training video or something like yeah. that. I'm intrigued by you saying, Bill, that there's, there are not too many meetings. It was, I mean, well, don't you feel like I, you what go I would to say like is there's not meetings? too much education. Education. And, so the, and then the question also gets into, yeah, are meetings the right way to do it? Meetings are good, you know, for social interaction and in, in, in a – medical way you're talking about cases with you know after the meeting it stimulates you and then you have discussions so that's great but are there other ways and you know the web is the web i mean who how can you control how good that is do you get information on new technologies new techniques uh what people are thinking about from the web no there is some good information and i will use the example of your Clarivane technique video, um, which is on the web. And I mean, when I first started doing Clarivane, I'd watched that before every case. Um, and I think there, there, there can be useful stuff on the web and there, there is, it's limited right now. Right. Um, but there is, there's definitely useful stuff. And, but I agree with you, it is limited. Um, and you know, our, we have, um, um, uh, orthopedist who um, is a specialist in amputations, and he's created um, some technique videos on every amputation you can think of. And our residents use that all the time, regularly before but showing up to problem, do a case. It, and that's a great thing. But the problem is, if you search amputation technique videos, there's probably dozens that yeah. come up. And how how does the, the resident at your place knows they're yeah. going to look at their their faculty, but if you're a resident in Iowa, how are you going to decide what you're going to use? Or well, if, if you're a resident in South America, you know, you don't know these places or whatever. Maybe maybe there's a need That's for that kind problem. of content, though, that is is a series of, you know, not that you have to pay $1,000 to get, but a series of lectures from the ABF, ACP, New York Venus mm-hmm. Symposium, um, that are at least you you know they're reputable groups and given and you know realistically it, it's some cost to generate those but the cost to, for the intellectual talent is not much just because but there's actually an easier way to do that where you don't have to make them yourself you have to if you had a process where you screened the stuff that's out there 
and you said, okay, we have yeah. our website. Right. Hey, this one's really good. Our panel says it's great. We're going to select you, and we're going to link from our whatever it is, AVF, ACP, yeah. you know, educational website. You're yeah. in. Yeah. They're going to love it because right. they're going to get a lot more hits. It's almost, it's and, almost like doing a meta-analysis right. of what's out there and then coming down, narrowing it down to what you say are the good ones. I think that's actually a very good idea yeah. for, for technique. You know what made me think of that originally is, you know, is closure devices. And they have really nice instructional videos for those. But again, there's, there's dozens of them. And rather than having to figure out which one you're going to... Yeah, you want some organization to say these are the ones. Yes, I, I, I think that's good. And it can be through an organization or it can be through some private organization not-for-profit. And then the challenge is to get it to those that would use it. Right. And that, that challenge can be gotten electronically and also in print, because clearly, I'm, I'm going to use just a baseline example, Vein Magazine, we could right. you know, say this is people who are reading it are interested in Veins, and yeah, say here's what's available. If there's a way to get it distributed through the program directors and to the yeah, to yeah, residents and trainees. The ACP and, and the AVF could yeah. do it too. Right. Yeah. Well, I didn't think that this is the direction we would be going in, but who knew when you sit, sit with the Marston and Meisner, you never know where you're going to go. What else? Well, you guys have anything you want to talk about? Anything. It doesn't have to be involved with veins, or it can be involved with veins. What we spoke about recently at the, at the meeting here, which was our last thing, was the whole idea of appropriateness and ethics. And we've had some discussions on this, but... I think it's still it's all coming down in the end somehow that the payers and insurers need to be involved in a way that they have the data as to who's doing how many and what procedures. So I, I think, and we were talking about this a little while ago, we heard the most clearly expressed indication of the fundamental reason we have a problem. It's because... Um, practitioners who didn't traditionally do venous disease decided hey it's easy money right and until that simple fact is changed we're going to continue to have a problem because those that view it that way will always stay ahead of any attempts to you know to to um restrain them unless it's no longer easy money you have to make it hard money or not money that's right. that's What's going yeah, to no, I just, but, but you do you do deserve to get paid for what you do appropriately. Appropriate money, yeah. yeah. Right. If it's not easy money, but you know, it's also I think I think it's also the problem that um, you know, in, in particular in the past, I mean, vascular surgeons and to a lesser extent general surgeons controlled vein care, and mm-hmm. you know, I think I think the response of vascular surgery has been. A little bit wrong because the reality of it is is most vein care is not provided by vascular surgeons anymore mm. and no, no, vascular, vascular surgeons are just as guilty of doing true. the same thing but right. vascular surgery <laughs> is sort of withdrawn and said rather than saying we recognize this is an issue we want to be engaged in this and be involved in educating people and sort of you know have an opinion on who does it, it it's turned into a sort of an isolationist protectionist sort of thing like you know we're we're not going to interface with everybody else and um and and do nothing but criticize everybody else which isn't a productive approach because the the train has left the station that vascular surgeons don't do most pain care anymore no and they probably never will never Never. no 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 
and I think vascular surgeons who are well-trained and do a lot of it are in a good position to lead um, and then sort of bring those who aren't up to speed. But you got to engage the other, the other, other people. specialties. Yeah. And, and being isolationist isn't productive to that. I think the isolationism is is breaking down a little bit organizationally because of the uh, pressures that have come with Medicare in terms of coverage and the ability to have to work together to try and, you know, refocus the payers as to what's appropriate care and also that uh, procedures should be um, reimbursed. And so I think that has helped. But I agree with you, Mark. There's still the idea with some vascular surgeons like we are the vain people, even though we don't do most of it, we are the vain people. And it's scary to me that in some places a vascular fellow can finish having done minimal vein cases and go out and be able to do vein cases, whereas, a, you know, whatever, someone who's been moved into it 10 years ago who has a lot of experience is great but is not a vascular surgeon or IR, like in, for instance in, in Massachusetts, they can't even do it. What, what just because a vascular fellow finished vascular fellowship and did you know four vein cases, it's not right, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think we're going to get more cooperation because we are all getting together, so to speak, again, to educate the insurers who are beginning to deny procedures that should be covered. So you know, it's like once you know your enemy, so to speak, they all of a sudden they're not such a bad person. You yeah, know what you think? That's right. You know, right? That's right. Keep your friends closer, your enemies closer. So, uh, but once you get to know them, they're not so bad. So, ACP, AVS, SIR, you know, now they're realizing they're nice people. Said, there's some people from the other specialties in the graph that's been shown that like I said, do do better vein vein care than the graduating vascular fellow yeah, who's done four cases yeah. and. All right, so you want to talk about music? What music do you want to talk about? I, O'Donnell thought I would bon know that song today, and I did know. I that did song. know that song too. You have, do, have you, you been to the Ponzo B concert? No, but, but as you, you happen to don't say, don't go. Why? Well, it's awful. But yeah, you just you know the voice in there and the sound was bad. They didn't have a jumbo screen, so you couldn't really see. Yeah, I mean, it just was. Was it like the, disappointing? It was kind of the 70s disappointing. Era. Before jumbo screens. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. You had to just listen and, 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 But I'm too old to rush the stage anymore, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but the good news is you're probably so old that you don't hear that well. And it didn't seem too loud. Any, anything else about music, Mark? Anything else about Lululemon clothes, Mark? Anything else about. I converted you. The fabric's awesome. Yeah, I converted you. Are you, I, in, I, are you I, wearing pants and a shirt today? Yeah, yeah. I'm just I wearing the, the whole shirt. ensemble. He I hope he's a, wearing pants and a shirt today. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, not. <laughs> he, didn't, he used to make fun of me. Uh, no, he, I, I finally converted him. First he made fun of my socks, then he wears nice socks. Despite the fact I'd like to learn more about your Lululemons, I, I've got to run to the airport. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you guys. And uh, that concludes another one. Thanks for listening. To learn more about EVM, visit expertvenusmanagement.com. We'd love to have your thoughts on this episode and the Vein podcast. Review us on iTunes and leave a comment at bit.ly slash veinmeetings. That's bit.ly slash veinmeetings. meetings.